1949, American company RCA Victor introduced the 7-inch vinyl 45 RPM record. A small, perfectly conceived object that would miraculously condense all the hopes, fears and experiences of succeeding rock and roll generations on its shiny black surface. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Fenster's Funky Sevens. My name is Fenster. The idea behind this podcast is that I'm a record collector and I have a large collection of 7-inch singles. For each episode, I take 7 of those 7-inch singles and rearrange them into some sort of theme or genre. And the theme for this episode is the 7-inch single and 7 funky b-sides. Yeah, the dark, magical world of the b-side. At the start of each episode, I say that the idea behind this podcast is that I choose 7 7-inch singles from my collection. But in some episodes, I stick more closely to that idea than others. The last few episodes have strayed from the idea, so to get things back on track, this episode is dedicated entirely to the 7-inch 45 RPM record. We got the 7-inch single, the long playing album, the 12-inch disco mix. Just put it on the jukebox, grab yourself a lager, see what the needle predicts. In 1949, RCA Victor released the first 7-inch 45 RPM records. These records were made from Pondy Vinyl Chlorade and were smaller, more durable and could hold slightly more music than the 10-inch shellac 78 RPM record that were the standard at the time. The first release with the catalogue number 0001 was Texarkana Baby by Eddie Arnold. She's my Texarkana baby, do I love her, lordy love? Her pappy came from Texas and her ma from Arkansas. I'm twisted around her finger like a little piece of string And yet I'm satisfied because she's such a precious thing If she hauled off and slapped me, I would never feel the sting She's my Texarkana baby She's my Texarkana baby, do I love her, not in love? Interestingly, this release came out on green vinyl. The early 7 inches had a colour-coded system, as YouTuber Fran Blanche explains. As you can see, it's made out of transparent coloured vinyl. When RCA came out with this format made out of brand new durable vinyl, they intended it to be a colour-coded system. Green was for country records. They had also red vinyl for uh, instrumentals and classical said uh, yellow vinyl for children's records and bright orange was uh, any R&B, gospel, blues, any non-white music was put on bright orange vinyl and blue was uh, instrumental or international records blue. They really didn't stick with this color-coded scheme very long. I think after a while people were like black vinyl is a lot cheaper and people, I guess, just really didn't care about the color coding, so they abandoned it. A big difference between the 7-inch 45 RPM records and the 78s were that they were designed to be played in sequence. You could stack, in some cases, up to 15 records on top of the specially designed record player, and each one would play, the needle would come off, and the next record would drop down, the needle would reposition itself and play it. So in this way, you could program up to 45 minutes of music to play at one time. World-famous DJ Carl Cox started out as an eight-year-old programming records for parties for his parents and their friends. This is from the Trailblazers podcast. I, I remember the first time where I, I heard uh, James Brown, you get up off of that thing. And as, as you hear the, the beginning of it all, uh, it sounds like a party anyway. 
And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on downstairs? And it was on fire, that tune. And then so when my mum and dad played it downstairs, the whole front room was just kicking off, you know, with smoke and everything. Get up off of that thing. And I was just like, well, you look shut up. <laughs> you have to, have to do better. Get up off of that. And I was just like, what is that tune, you know? So I came downstairs from the, from the bedroom and I was like, man, this is awesome. And I was downstairs on the banister and my dad was like, go to bed. He went, actually, come downstairs and put his records on for an hour because the record player was a, a single mono box player with seven records we get played. You slow them up and they go down one by one. And then my dad says, look, you know, see these records, put these on in these order and don't move until I tell you. So I became the record selector for my, my dad. And then I became Cox's boy or Cox's son playing the music. So I used to uproot, uproot with that record box and a little box of records to my mum and dad's friend's house and do exactly the same thing. And that's how it already started. I was seven to eight years old at that time. A seven inch can hold about four minutes of high quality sounding music on it. Any more than that and the grooves become too thin and the quality deteriorates. This wasn't a problem in the 50s and 60s as radio stations for popular music demanded shorter songs so they could fit in more time for advertising. Seven inches were the format used in jukeboxes in cafes, bars and other social spaces and shorter songs were needed to maximise revenue. So at this time most pop songs were somewhere between two and three minutes long. In the late 60s as minds and musical ambitions expanded musicians started creating longer tracks. This is the era when viewing the album as an artistic statement began. One of the first singles to push the boundaries of how much could fit on a 7-inch single was MacArthur Part by Richard Harris in 1968, clocking in at 7 minutes and 21 seconds. The birds like tender babies in your hands And the old men playing checkers by the trees Is melting in the dark, or the sweet ice flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it, cause it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have the recipe again. I've seen a lot of debate online about what the longest commercially available 7-inch is, and I think I might actually own a contender. UK Punk's rudimentary Peni released an album, Farce, on 7-inch in 1982 that has 11 songs on it and over 8 minutes of music on each side. This is Sacrifice. <laughs> Yeah. 
shortest 7-inch available, although it's an unofficial release, is You Suffer by Nate Pamdet. It's just one second long. The best-selling 7-inch of all time is White Christmas by Bing Crosby, which has sold over 50 million copies to date. And the most expensive 7-inch single is Northern Soul classic Frank Wilson's Do I Love You. There is said to be only one copy of the original record in existence and it sold in August 2020 for a reported £125,000. We haven't even talked about B-sides yet. B-sides. Can we get on to B-sides? Yeah, okay. okay, Norman, calm down. Here are some tunes that started out as humble B-sides, but have become lodged in our minds as some of the most fundamental songs of all time. Starting with one that most white people often claim is the beginning of modern pop and rock music. Bill Haley and the Comets, Rock Around the Clock from 1954. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. Next up, it inspires outbreaks of goofy dance moves to this very day. Tequila by the Champs from 1958. <laughs> It was put on the B-side for fear of offending the pious, but went on to be, for many, the greatest song ever recorded. It's God Only Knows from the Beach Boys from 1966. Radio stations wouldn't play the A-side, let's spend the night together, as they thought it was too raunchy. So instead they played the B-side, a song about a favourite groupie of the Rolling Stones. This is Ruby Tuesday from 1967. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday, who could hang a name on you? 
The basis for several musical genres and regular on Fenster's Funky Sevens, it's the mother of all drum breaks, Amen Brother by the Winstons from 1969. It got bumped from the Rumours album in favour of I don't know, some crap like Oh Daddy, and ended up as the B-side to Go Your Own Way. This is Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac from Finally, in this section, the Wallflower Anthem, How Soon Is Now by The Smiths from 1984. Afterwards, we'll look at seven of my favourite B-sides from my record collection. The first B-side is from 1965 on the single My Bad Boys Coming Home by Gloria Jones, which has the flavour of the early 60s R&B girl group sound. side however has a much more up-tempo Motown flavour, the sort of sound that became more prevalent in the second part of the 60s. The song is best known for the soft sell cover version in 1981 but it had been a huge tune on the northern soul scene for years before that. In the 1970s Gloria had a relationship with Mark Boland from T-Rex, they had a son together. Tragically she was driving the car the night the accident that killed him happened in 1977. This is Tainted Love by Gloria Jones.
The next tune is from The Monkees, the A-side to their monster hit from 1967, Daydream Believer. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen? But flip it over for some rapid-fire, big-band-flavoured fun with a tinge of sadness. Written and performed by the monkeys themselves, with little help from the session musicians of the Wrecking Crew, this is Going Down. Suck it to me. Floating in the river with a saturated liver and I wish I could forgive her, but I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it. And I bet you will forget it when you find me in the morning, wet and drowned. And the wood gets round. I'm going down. I'm going down. Coming up for air, it's pretty stuff under there I'd like to say I didn't care, but I forgot to leave a note And it's so hard to stay afloat, I'm soaking wet without a boat And I knew I should have taken off my shoes It's front page news Going down, going down You must have had another day that didn't need this extra way to wish that I could see the way to shop. Swinging under me, waving back to the soaps on shore. I should have thought of. 
One of Nina Simone's best-known songs, unfortunately as it's used to flog yogurt, is Ain't Got No, I Got Life from 1968. Got my blood, I've got life I got my freedom, I've got life I've got life, and I'm gonna keep it I've got life, and nobody's gonna take it away The B-side on the UK version is a beautiful and mournful lament, written by Jimmy Webb, who also wrote MacArthur Park from earlier, and of course, everybody's favourite song, Wichita Lineman. This is Do What You Gotta Do. Do what you gotta do Come back See me when you can Understand how it might be kind of hard to love a girl like me. I don't blame you much for wanting to be free. I just wanted you to know I've loved you better than your own kin did from the very start. It's my own fault what happens to my heart You see, I've always known you'd go So you just do what you gotta do My wild, sweet love Though it may mean that I'll never kiss those sweet lips again
three of my favourite things in music are the Motown house band, the Funk Brothers, Gladys Knight's incredible vocals and the production talents of Norman Whitfield. All three of these are on display on 1969's optimistic single, Friendship Train. We're doing On the opposite side is Gladys Knight's and the Pips take on a tune that is better known for the Temptations version. This also gives the Pips a chance to step up to the centre stage. This is Cloud Nine. Oh, 
One of Tina Turner's most enduring tunes is when she and her husband at the time, Ike, did a cover version of Creedus Clearwater Revival's Proud Mary in Side is a searing takedown of a sleazy bullshit merchant written by Tina's sister Alina Bullock. This tune is just so groovy and the bass playing is particularly special. You're funkier than a mosquito's tweeter. You've got a mouth like a herd of bow weevils. What does that even mean? Who cares? <laughs> You do your thinking with a one-track mind You keep preaching about heaven and glory But on your face it shows a different story Clean up your rap, your story's getting dusty Wash out your mouth, your lies are getting rusty I can't believe nothing you say Cause I'm around and I see what you do You know you're fucking up then I'm you got a mouth like a head of a weaver Same old game, you never change Always rapping about the same old thing Blowing minds is a thing of the past You blew your chance, that's why it never lasts You wanna be a graduated lover But in reality you're just another brother you slick, but you can stand a little greasing. The things you do ain't never really pleasing. I can't believe nothing you say. Cause I'm around and I see what you do. You know you Up on a big stool Nothing worse than an educated fool Talking sex is your favorite conversation But peace and love is a thing this generation What's in your head has really started showing Your conversation is getting kind of boring You're funkier than a mosquito sweeter You got a mouth like a herd of a weaver
Nina Simone also has an excellent percussive version recorded live at New York Philharmonic Hall in July 1973. Positive soul singers was Bill Withers as he demonstrated on his anthem of love and support, Lean on Me from 1970. side turns all that on its head. Better off dead is a warning about how alcohol can ravage through a life without mercy. She couldn't stand me anymore So she just took the kids and went You see I've got a drinking problem all the money that we had I spent Now I must die by my own hand Cause I'm not man enough to live alone Hey, she's better off without me And I'm better off dead now that she's gone Took the least, she even had the priest come to our home. And I cried and prayed and promised that I'd leave the stuff alone. Now I must leave what I can't face. I hope she finds a kid to have me home. dead now that she's gone she used 
to call a friend and cry And the man cut off the telephone Millie Jackson released two concept albums in the 70s, 1974's Caught Up and 1975's Still Caught Up, which told the story of a woman having an affair with a married man. One side of the record had songs from the wife's point of view. The flip side took the mistress's perspective. 1975's Loving Arms sees the wife in pangs of despair for her departed husband. If you could see me now While the B-side sees the unforgiving mistress dealing with the complications of loving a man with so many attachments. This is Leftovers by Millie Jackson. Philip, now I know you said you're leaving, but can't we discuss this at all? Look, babe, there ain't nothing to discuss. I mean, you know, we've been through this a thousand times and everything has been said. Oh, you believe him because your son, right? That's right. And because of your son, that's the reason you had your wife laying up here in my bed last week, right? The neighbors told me when I went to Philadelphia she was in a whole weekend. Now, now, now just tell me something. You've been married to her, been shacking with me. Who you feel you're cheating on? Well, I don't feel like I'm cheating on nobody. Now, I, I, you know, I'm just going on home. That's all. Wait a minute, uh, the doorbell's ringing. Let me get the bell. Well, do say right on time, Mrs. Jody again. What do you want? Well, you're not getting it. Oh, I'll take him with me. I know what you're going to take. You're going to take a good egg kicking if you don't get out of my house. Well, I brought some, and I'm ready for yours. I guess you brought the kid, too, huh? Yes, I did. Well, listen, let me tell you something. I want both of y'all out of my house. I don't want to see none of you no more. And 
I want to tell you something further this time. You understand me? I want to ask you something. Tell me how do you feel? Thank you for making it through to the end of episode 18 of Fenster's Funky Sevens. 
If you'd like to get in contact with the podcast and tell me your favourite B-side or tell me some interesting 7-inch single facts, you can do so. You'll find me on email, fensterdj at gmail.com or fensterdj on Instagram, Blue Sky or Twitter. That's the end of today's podcast. Thank you very much. Maccabee, play us out, please. Yo! You can't say that you have such a great reggae selection And you don't have one 7 inch 45 in your collection Me I tell the people them it's all about the 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe You're a selector and you've never played a 45 There's something about the feel and the vibe Yo yo You ever feel the vibe when you hold a 45 With your thumb in and the middle fingers on the outside Black vinyl about 7 inch wide Information from the label music from the two sides Something about the 45 me say something about the vibe Brand new tunes too, not just revive You coulda have a million tunes upon your hard drive But there's something about the touch and the look And the vibe of a 45 Something about the feel and the vibe Oh you a DJ and you've never played a 45 I something about the feel and the vibe Yo yo